Teammate Radio is brought to you by Peaceful Warriors and Teammate Children's Stories, available on Amazon. We are Peaceful Warriors! You guys want some great tips on handling emotional distress and probably actually lowering a lot of your emotional distress if you can put things into practice, then hear me out today as long as you hang out and make it towards the end of this video, then you'll be able to catch a few tips from me on being able to handle emotional distress and things along those lines. And coming from a person like me, ADHD, bipolar, uh, handling emotional distress is something that I've had to put a lot of work into. I've had to put a lot of time into studying different things that I can do, different philosophies that I can take and ways that I can look at things to help me manage that emotional distress. And today, I'm going to share them with you. But first, I do have one main or two two main announcements before we get started the first one is really proud of our own mr kalo who's going to be going for his black belt test his first degree black belt test this saturday so make sure you cheer him on if you see him around you know wish him good luck good skill i'm pretty sure he's going to do awesome this black belt test is really really difficult six hours long it starts off with a two mile run right and then 500 kicks and then all your forms and then you got to spar for an hour and then you got to do it all again like there's there's a whole lot to it and then also on april 30th i think it's april 30th yeah we're having a free women's self-defense and active protection workshop. I think we have five or six spots still available. So if you get the chance to check that out, you can find that in a lot of various places. Hey, Bill, Uncle Bill, uh, watching on Instagram. Good to see you on here. So today's episode of Teammate Talks, we're mostly here to talk about ways to handle emotional distress. And a lot of times it comes down to how we look at things. Now, what I want to start with talking about today comes down to our core part of our philosophy of what things are built on here at Peaceful Warriors, which our first form has 24 movements in it, representing 24 hours of the day, or as we say, it's representing the balance in all things. And a lot of our foundational skills, so our teammate life skills and things along those lines, also also need balance, right? Because you can go too far one way, too far the other way, and then cause yourself trouble. So our foundational skill this week is patience. Patience. We've got to start off by by defining patience. A lot of us, and I mean, every time I ask this, I always get a ton of people saying, oh, it's easy. Patience means to wait. And no, it does not really. Patience or waiting is a good way to show patience, but it's not actually what patience means. When you dig into that, you'll find that patience is really actually a really big subject that can bring a lot of value into what you do, into your life, and into how to handle emotional distress. So I'm going to talk about like kind of two sides of the same coin when it comes to patience to start with. The first part of it, so on one side of the coin, taking more responsibility for situations that you find yourself in and decisions that that you make or other things that, that wind up having take, taking some kind of radical responsibility for things that happen and accepting them as your responsibility gives you a lot more power over your life than a lot of people even realize that they have over their lives. Um, we do have a lot more power, a lot more control over a lot of things than a lot of us 
think we do. So on one hand, it becomes really easy to blame others or to play the victim or things along those lines if we don't know how to take responsibility for our own part in our situations and the things that happen to us. On the other hand, it's also extremely arrogant to believe that you can actually control every little detail or aspect of a situation and its outcomes. Both of these things will cause us emotional distress, right? So on the first one, if we're not good about taking good responsibility, radical responsibility for our part that we play in situations, for our words and our actions, then we start to feel like we have no control over anything. We start to feel like the victim of everybody else, and then that can cause us a, a large amount of emotional distress, where in reality, there are a lot of those things that we could have been control over, in control over, to prevent the full-on situation that happened. And on the other side of that coin, believing that we can control every little detail and every little aspect and, uh, about what happens, which is a little bit on the arrogant side, can also cause us a lot of an emotional distress when things don't turn out exactly the way they want it, we, that we wanted it to, right? So one, on one hand, we've got to take responsibility for our own actions and words when it comes to certain situations, um, because otherwise, like I said, we'll end up blaming others, we'll feel really frustrated, uh, and then we'll end up playing the victim, and... Sorry, I had some notes and I kind of kind of got off track here. Uh, but if you can learn to just accept responsibility for for a large chunk of how a situation comes out, that can help you feel like you can exercise a lot more control. And like I said, on the other hand, you you have to understand that you're not in control of the entire situation. So what this comes down to is you have to realize the difference between what is actually in your control and what is not. And this is actually a very simple concept. So the concept is basically this. You're in control of your actions. You're in control of your responses. So you're in control of how you cope with a situation and the input and influence that you put in a situation. You are not in control of other people's words, you are not in control of other people's actions, and you are not in control of other people's input into the situation. And most situations are a build of both your inputs and other people's inputs, right? So learning to focus on the things that you can control can certainly give you a lot more control, I guess, over uh, situations than you think you can while also eliminating some of the emotional distress for one from blaming others and eliminating some of the emotional distress caused by a situation not turning out the way that you hoped or the way that you worked for it to turn out because maybe there were some other other factors involved, right? So that's basically how we balance it. We balance it by taking responsibility for our own actions and words, trying to be more like a person that we would respect, right? A person that we would find admirable while calmly accepting whatever comes our way, whatever situations come our way. So Mrs. Rose did a post in our teammate forum group not long ago that I had put a lot of answers in. I think the post was, you know, say something about yourself that sounds made up, but is completely true. And I can take several examples of things that I put in that post and talk about ones that were within my control that you know were totally my responsibility and my fault, such as how many vehicle accidents I had before I was 18 years old, right? It's totally, totally my responsibility, totally my actions, and totally something I could have done something about. But then you can look at some of the other things I put on that post, like I was struck by lightning when I was 12. 
Well, that's something I had absolutely no control over, right? So on the lightning thing that I had absolutely no control over, learning to accept that situation as just is what it is and work with it from what I've got allows me to not be as emotionally distressed by it happening to me. On the other hand, taking responsibility for my own actions when it came to all those vehicle accidents I had before I was 18 years old allowed me to make changes so that I haven't had an accident since, right? So there's a play on both sides of that coin. There's a, there's an example, a play on both sides of that coin of where both taking more responsibility for your actions as well as understanding that not everything is in your control, both different parts of patience can help us relieve emotional distress and move forward in our life right now sometimes we're also going to make mistakes especially as parents we have kids and stuff like that we're going to make a lot of different mistakes and it's going to be difficult to hold our patience all the time right so that's that's a really difficult thing for parents it's easy to get overwhelmed because you know life moves fast enough as it is and then you got these little ones running around and they expect to learn everything from you and it's really easy to get frustrated annoyed and extremely overwhelmed but at the same time these are the times that you get to the, set the example to your kids of how to deal with being overwhelmed so one of the things that helps their patients accept that there's a lot of things going on and accept the fact that you can only do one thing at a time you can only manage one thing at a time and so try to you know set some sort of priority list and try to just manage one thing at a time when you're overwhelmed sets a good example for helping kids learn how to cope when they become overwhelmed as well. But we all make mistakes, right? So patience is about staying calm under pressure. It's about being calm in just about any situation, whether we have to wait, whether it's a little petty annoyance of some kind, maybe we're traveling and, and our, our reservation for a room got canceled, something along those lines, right? Being able to accept those things calmly or also being able to accept our responsibility in those things, right? It's a really, really big tool, really important tool for handling emotional distress. But sometimes we make mistakes. Sometimes we're not able to stay calm. Sometimes we yell, sometimes we flip out, things along those lines. And so there's a couple of important things we have to do whenever we make a mistake, when it comes to one of our foundational skills, such as patience, right? I said before, and I'll say it again, guilt is both the curse and the blessing of those that want to be better people, right? So if you already feel like you didn't handle the situation well, don't just stick to your guns and then pretend it never happened and then move through that. You know what I mean? Like you've got to take the time to make an impact, to make a difference, to make a change, and especially with your kids to show them how to handle making a mistake, how to accept the fact that you did make a mistake, how to take responsibility for it, and then how to use patience to calmly handle that situation. So that comes down to like, basically we would call it apologizing, right? But there's more than one step to apologizing, right? The first step is, is the apology. And in the apology, it's important that we admit to our own responsibility to the mistakes that we made, that we admit to our own responsibility of the situation that escalated or the thing that got out of control, right? That's, that's step one on your apology. Step two, is to tell that person and talk about a plan that you have in place to try to prevent that sort of thing from happening in the future. So this is the part that takes a little thought, and I feel like this is the most important part with kids. Because if we do this with kids, if we show them how to apologize and how to present a plan 
of how to how to uh, work on better behavior in the future, that they're going to be more likely to do the same with us. This is something that I've always done with Mr. Axel, and Axel to this day, when he apologizes, usually also mentions some sort of plan that he wants to put in place to prevent the situation from from basically from ever happening again, right? An action plan, and then of course following through with not doing it again. And here's a big part of your apology though that I feel like maybe it doesn't get enough attention. First of all, you can't blame another person for your own actions. You have got to take responsibility, right? You can't expect another person to do something different when it's your apology. So whenever you are apologizing and you say something like, well, whenever you say that, I can't help but get upset and then I I cry or I throw things and, and or and I break things or something like that, right? Then then you're not actually taking responsibility. You're making it sound like the other person is never allowed to have their own emotions. The other person is never allowed to feel angry. Like you're apologizing for something that was your responsibility and your fault, and yet at the same time you're blaming them for your own actions. This is actually something that is a narcissistic tendency that you'll see in narcissistic people quite a bit. So that's something you have to keep in mind of is to apologize for your actions, take responsibility for your actions, and don't put the blame of your actions on somebody else, right? It's not them that's in control of you. It's you that's in control of you, right? And somebody has to be in control of the situation, right? At some point, if you're apologizing, it's likely because you or both of you or more than one person has lost control of the situation. And at a certain point, someone has to take control of that situation again, right? So you can declare you won't do it again. You can make those promises that you won't do it again. And, um, you know, if you break that promise, that's all on you. It's all about taking that responsibility. That puts enough pressure on ourselves to be able to make changes, to make changes in our own lives that help us to live and be the type of person that we would admire, right? Someone that we think would be admirable, right? Or, or honorable. So create a plan when you apologize for things to do better. Uh, slow down, try to recognize the signs, regulate your emotions, things along those lines, right? You cannot blame the person you're apologizing to for your own actions, though I know that's easy to do when we have kids. It's easy It's easy to lose our temper or something like that, and then we, we go to apologize, and it's easy to blame them. Well, if you weren't acting so crazy, well, if you gave me five minutes to myself, well, I warned you that I was, I was you know, uh, on the edge of losing it or something along those lines, right? Keep those phrases out of your apology, right? That's that's trying to tell somebody else or tell your own child that they are responsible for your emotions. And I, I can't think of anything that shows a lower emotional intelligence and a lower emotional maturity than blaming a child or telling a child that your feelings are somehow their responsibility to control. It's your responsibility to guide them. It's your responsibility to teach them how to feel their feelings, how to talk about it, how to relate what they feel, relate what they need, and how to cope with it. It is not their responsibility to be in control of how you feel. That's your responsibility. Those are your emotions. It's one of the only things that you have control over. So why would you want to give that control to anyone else, whether it be a child or anyone else? Right? You wouldn't want to give the control over how you feel 
about yourself to anyone else. If someone else has some mean stuff to say about you or, or things along those lines, you know, that person is not going to be around you nearly as much as you're going to be around yourself. So you wouldn't want to let them have control of your emotions. I mean, although some of us fall victim to that, but you want to, wouldn't want anyone else to have control of your emotions. I don't think anyone else should have control of your emotions, right? And if you can calmly accept that other people's opinions may be mean, other people's opinions may be bad about you or negative about you or whatever the case is, the sooner you can accept that that might be the case and accept that and, and then take responsibility for your own emotions and accept that they should have no control over your emotions. You can calmly accept the fact that someone else may have a bad opinion of you or whatever it is. They may express it. They may try to pull you down, whatever it is. And you can accept that at the point that it doesn't affect you emotionally. Well, then you've won half the battle of life, right? It's much, much easier to be happy and stay happy under that situation. It's much easier because you're not letting other people control your emotions. And this especially is true with our own kids. We can't put that responsibility on them. It is not their responsibility to have to police how we feel, right? So don't lose control of yourself just because someone else lost control of themselves, right? Just because someone else lost control doesn't mean that you have to. In fact, that just drags you down. Like, so if you're a public and someone loses control of themselves at you or something like that, then the crowd is already going to have a, a, a lower opinion of the person that has lost their control. If you turn around and lose your control as well, then you're on that same level to anyone else that's watching. And I talk about this with active protection quite a bit and self-defense quite a bit, especially in public places. If police are involved later, you're going to need some of the witnesses to be on your side. So you need to present yourself as an honorable and admirable person who is calm and uses their patience to try to de-escalate the situation so that you come across as more honorable and admirable to the people who watched it. And then, you know, so if there's police involved, something like that later, then the people are going to be like, well, I don't know, that one guy flipped out and he just went crazy. This guy was all calm and didn't do anything wrong. And then, you know, then it came to blows or whatever versus, well, one guy flipped out and then the other guy lost it. And then, you know, they're going to tell on both of you. You know what I mean? So this is where patience and staying calm can be really important for self-defense and active protection as well. Right? So what I'm really trying to get at here, I guess, is that patience is the core of self-control. And so for ourselves, we need to learn to practice that patience and, and we need to learn how to accept the things that come at us as they are without having the emotional distress of feeling like they're not as they should be, right? The bad things are going to happen. It's, it's life is not meant to be easy, right? I have a video out there somewhere that mentions, um, that, uh, something, something about, you know, maybe your life isn't as hard as you think it is. Maybe it's just that you've become weakened by an easy life, right? So things are supposed to be hard in some points in time and accepting a situation as it is and accepting that there were factors outside of your control that led to a situation that you didn't really want to have, but you can accept that situation instead of being frustrated and upset that it even is there to start with, which goes back to like my getting struck by lightning story, right? There's no point in continuing to get emotionally distressed and upset about it because that is one of those things that was way outside of my control. Therefore, the only thing that is in my control is to calmly accept it and move forward with it. Right. So that's the one hand. On the other hand, taking more responsibility for our 
positioning situations. I talk about this a lot in our self-defense stuff when it comes to, to getting into fights and things like that, where if one person is being mean, expressing name calling, a mean opinion or something like that, and you turn around and reciprocate and you do the same thing, then you have basically taken on responsibility for starting whatever happens next, for starting whatever fight happens next. And you don't want to be that person. You don't want to be stuck in that situation if the police are involved or anything along those lines, right? But if you take more responsibility for a situation and you recognize that you can you can use your patience to stay calm in that situation while the other person is losing it, then you're more likely to come out on the upper end of that situation regardless of how it goes, right? So how can we help our kids with this? Well, for one, we need to remind them that emotions are supposed to be felt, not bottled, right? Not pushed down. If we push down those emotions, we're causing a lot of issues later in life. But just because an emotion needs to be felt doesn't mean it has to be acted on, right? So one of the best, best things we can teach our kids, especially when they're feeling big, strong emotions, is we can teach them to communicate how they feel. And an easy way to do this is to kind of repeat things back to them. So uh, how is it you're feeling right now, little Johnny? Well, I'm really mad. Oh, you're mad, are you? Why are you mad? Well, I don't know. I'm just mad. Well, why are you mad? Does it have anything to do with this that just happened or this that just happened? And try to help them work through to figure out exactly why they feel the way that they feel. And step two, remind them that they do not have to act on those emotions. It's like, all right, now that we know how we feel, you know, we need to feel that. We need to sit there and be okay with feeling that emotion. But at the same time, if we were to act on that emotion, we might not make the best decisions. So it's okay. We want to feel that emotion. We want to process it. But let's use our, our brain and our logic to actually try to come up with a better plan of action, a better response than just responding emotionally, right? So these are two great things that you can you can teach your kids. And then on top of that, teaching them how to tell the difference between what's in their control and what's not in their control, which like I can say is very, very simple. I am in my control. My responses are in my control. My words are in my control, right? My emotions, maybe not always, but my responses to situations are in my control. What other people do and say is not in my control, and I shouldn't even be trying to control that, even if it's not something I want to hear, even if it's not something I agree with, right? So teaching kids to tell the difference between what they can't control and what they can't control, I didn't sound like can control and cannot control, is another very important part that can help them with their emotional regulation later and teaching them that they do not have to act on whatever emotions that they feel. All right, guys, that's pretty much all I wanted to cover today on our foundation skill of the week this week, which, like I said, patience is what I'm talking about. So accepting things as they are. You also have to learn to accept yourself, right? I mean, how many of y'all out there ever thought or even said out loud a mean thing about yourself? And then think about it. If you'd had a friend say that to you, would you keep him as a friend? Right? Probably not. So there's a certain point where acting or taking responsibility for a situation or an action goes too far and turns itself into full-on just blaming ourselves and being mean to ourselves and just straight up basically bullying ourselves mentally. So there's an extreme side to everything that you don't want to end up landing on, right? So that would be the extreme side of taking responsibility would be full on blaming yourself, being mean to yourself that's terrible for your self-esteem. And at the same time, it doesn't mean it's necessarily true. I've heard my talks on that before. And then on the other side of that coin, 
You know, we were talking about how it's arrogant to believe that you can control every aspect of the situation. And if we take that too far, which is something I've taken too, I've taken both of these too far in my life many, many times. So if you take that one too far, the believing that you control every little thing, then you are going to be emotionally distressed by every tiny thing that does not go according to plan. And guess what? None of it's going to go exactly according to plan. So sure, it's great to have a plan, but you've got to be ready to just accept what happens and turn on a dime. So good morning. Welcome to Thursday. Until I see you guys again, be the best teammate you can be, and be the best at being you. Teammate Radio is brought to you by Peaceful Warriors and Teammate Children's Stories, available on Amazon. We are Peaceful Warriors!